0: Welcome to the Seventh Street Chronicles, a podcast from your Charlotte Firefighters Association, Local Six Sixty. Hello, and welcome to another election edition of the Seventh Street Chronicles. Uh, just like the other um, podcasts we've done in this forum, this is all this is all about the candidates. It's their chance to talk, to tell them about them, tell you about themselves, uh, about their vision for, for our union and um, give you a chance to get to know them and give them a chance to try to win your vote. And so uh, today we have with us uh, Marty Puckett. Uh, At this point, I'm going to allow Marty to introduce uh, himself, tell everybody a little bit about himself, what he's running for. And Marty, the floor is yours.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Tom. Uh, My name is Marty Puckett, as Tom mentioned. Uh, I've been a firefighter in Charlotte for 29 years, coming up in November um, I've worked pretty much all over the city, but mostly on the west side, worked at 20, worked at 10, engine, old 10, the new 10, station 20, just around. Um, now I'm stationed at, uh, 36 and battalion two on B shift.
0: All right. And so, uh, what made you want to run and, uh, for the executive board and, uh, what's your, what's your vision if you were uh, elected?
1: So I've been on the executive board before uh, in a couple different roles. Um, one as the vice president for multiple terms, and also as the treasurer. So now I'm running for this, the secretary position. Um, <clears throat> what motivated me to run uh, this time after sitting out a couple of times is I watched how things have started to deteriorate, particularly after we got into uh, the pandemic of COVID, and I didn't like what I saw. Um, I began to see our, our members' rights start to be trampled on. I saw our members' rights um, started to be taken away. I saw our members starting to not have a say-so in anything, basically, even up to the battalion chief's level as, you know, some of the surveys that the city itself has done if they don't have a voice. And if the battalion chiefs can't have a voice, then somebody has to stand out there and be the voice for the street. And that's where the union comes from. And that voice cannot be shaky. It cannot be go alone to get along. It cannot be let's play footsies under the table with administration. And here's why, because you cannot work with people who do not care about you. Show me one instance where this current administration really cares about you. They're taking your the Kellys away, they're making you work longer hours, they are starting this mandatory overtime stuff, telling you 24 hours in advance, you got to work on a Friday or Saturday. I mean, that's not caring about you. They wanna tell you, you need to get a vaccine, whether you want one or not, which I think is everybody's right, to choose for their own personal health care. That's between you and your doctor, as far as I'm concerned. I chose to get vaccinated, but I don't think that might be the right answer for everybody else. But you can't tell everybody, go get a vaccine that's an invasive to inject something in your body and then tell the public, hey, you know, come over here and let's eat hot dogs. That don't work. You tell the firefighters their families can't come to the station, but you're inviting Joe Blow off the street. You tell firefighters don't hang out together in the mornings to drink coffee, but you're inviting politicians to the stations. That don't work. You have to have a consistent message when you're trying to uh, stop the spread of COVID. But it's not just about the spread of COVID. The way that you go about uh, trying to do these things, the things that they have done, completely shows that they care nothing about the firefighter. We are just a toy to play with. You have to take that into account when you're dealing with these people. And you gotta be vocal. I mean, I think I've got a history of being vocal. I think I got a history of standing up for the right thing for to the right people inside the fire department and now. And I think that's what we need now. Um, I'm all for, let's explore the option of uh, having a vote of no confidence on this fire chief. I, I really do, I, I, I think, Listening to the guys on the street and what they're talking about, the text messages, the phone calls, I think people are pretty fed up with it, but I think nobody knows what to do. And what I want to offer is a starting point. This is what we need to do to be effective to getting our voice heard. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to is getting in the office, is getting us out there. Y'all existing executive board has done a good job of getting us out there and putting our voice forward, but we got to put some weight behind. I think we need to really lean into it because it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. I mean, we got the whole Sierra call thing. That's just not only not caring about the firefighters, but from where I'm sitting, you really don't care much about the citizen. How do you work with some people that have that mentality? They're thinking about themselves, but they're not thinking about you. And that is a, a problem.
0: All right. So you told us a little bit about your platform, your vision. What's your, uh, how would we
1: accomplish this? But for, excuse me. First and foremost, it, to fix anything, you just got to acknowledge that there's a problem. And I think everybody needs to agree, at, at least that I've talked to, that there is a problem. We're, we're there. There is a problem. Whether it be the Sierra cause, whether it be The lack of communication, the lack of listening, the lack of uh, taking how decisions are going to affect the firefighters on the street. Uh, We're there. We have a problem. You know, Chief Johnson said his number one uh, thing when he came here was to do, to to fix and and improve communication. Well, I hate to tell you, but we get all these IBs and I know less now than I did before he got here. I mean, it makes no sense. Policies aren't consistent. I mean, it's just a plethora of things of of where, um, how things have fallen. Now, some people probably remember, I didn't, uh, Chief Hannon and I had an adversarial relationship at times. Sometimes we worked together, most times we didn't. But at the end of the day, there's one thing I knew about Chief Hannon. He knew how to run a fire department. Even if I disagree with the nepotism and the, all of that other stuff, and our retirees <clears throat> having their, um, their, their, having to sue to get their retirement benefits, the sick and vacation payouts, the reduction in our time, uh, all that type of stuff, um, I disagree, vehemently disagree with that because I think firefighters deserve leadership that's not going to take advantage of. It. But w- with this fire chief, I just don't think he knows how to run a fire department. That's just my personal opinion. That's, I mean, that's just based on what I've seen, being around for 29 years, uh, talking with other chiefs, talking with people across the country. I just I just don't see the level of qualification there to do it. And I think the lack of communication is just one thing. I think the city knows that when they sent uh, uh, the HR representative over there to start sitting in on the staff meetings because of the terrible uh, ratings by the battalion chiefs, I'm not being able to with command staff i'm not making this stuff up there's legitimate reasons why we need to start talking about a vote of confidence and i think the city recognized that why else did they send her over there so what we have to do as a union is we have to amplify the efforts that are taking place which means we have to continue to be politically involved uh there's a council meeting coming up i'm mean, not council meeting but a council election coming up we got to be involved in those things and we got to be aggressively involved in those things uh, we have to in- keep engaging uh, council members in the individual basis you know you have to have relationships to engage with council members on an individual basis you know it's not you know, writing letters and all that stuff is great and fine, but you, Tom, you know, as well as I do, that you have to have a relationship with individuals to get anything done. And I think throughout history, I've proven to have those relationships to be able to talk to these people. Um, I still talk to them to, to this day. And I think we, we have to take advantage of the relationships that myself, you, and some others have put together to, to, to bring this full circle. Um, the other thing is we have to be very, very clear with our administration of how deeply disappointed and, and sad we are that things have gotten to this point. And that means honest conversation. Now, I know that they don't want, they stopped meeting with the union and all that. That is a personal decision. That's something they chose to do. That's something Chief Johnson chose to do. That's on him. I know this union has made it clear. We'll meet, talk anytime, anywhere, about anything. But again, you can't work with people who don't care about you. So we have to get back to basics. Firefighters deserve better leadership than what we're getting. And we're going to have to stand up and say enough is enough.
0: All right. And, um, So what are some things that if, you know, if elected, what can we do to grow
1: our union? You know, it's funny. um, As an older guy, um, it can almost seem like, you know, you wonder what what these young kids are doing when they're coming on and just even my kids in general. I got a kid in college. I got a a 14-year-old daughter as well, and everyone I'm connected to the almost like at the hip to the cell phones and the computers and all that we have to be better in the social media area I think we we do have to do better with that Um, we have to be more engaging with with good content I think the podcasts are are good people are listening from what I understand people are watching I love the videos but we have to engage people in other ways uh, in multiple ways in the ways that they consume information and I think um, uh, being more involved in in social media does I don't know if some of y'all may have noticed that I've been more vocal when it comes to uh, social media here lately. I got a Twitter page now, you know, I get on Facebook and I say, and and pretty much what I say in person, maybe in a different way now, but I say the things that I'm saying <laughs> on social media. I mean, you follow me, you'll see, I'll, you know, the one thing I like about Twitter is the, the ability to talk directly to a council person, to direct, talk in public, in public, so, It gives you the ability to influence people. And I think our guys uh, like when we engage publicly in a respectful manner, but at the same time, uh, we have to acknowledge that, you know, that's not the be all, the end all. We we still have to, um, uh, as we move, To this new technological thing, we can't forget that relationships, meeting with people, talking to them, shaking hands, um, is is, is still the number one way um, to get people to join a union. Uh, We have to engage the people on a face-to-face level to get them to understand what being in a union is, what it can do for you, some of the protections that it provides, and that type of stuff. Uh, we have to communicate better, but a lot of it's going to have to be face to face.
0: All right. So, um, Marty, in You're closing, one. you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say to our uh, sisters and brothers out there? It's uh, <clears throat> floor's yours again.
1: Sure. All right. Thanks. Uh, for me, this election is pretty simple. You know, win, lose, or draw. What I want rank-and-file, firefighters, chief officers, to understand is, A, you deserve better than what you get because you're worth more. We need uh, leadership that respects the value that you bring to this city. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You bring value to this city not just because of what you do, but because of what you're willing to do. And that Willingness also affects your family. See, when they don't treat you with value, they're also disrespecting your family. They're disrespecting the value of your family, your time with your kids, your time with your wife, the ball games, the dance recitals, the piano recitals, all the things that you wind up missing when they snatch your Kellys away. They tell you you got to work on Saturday for mandatory overtime. They're not caring about you, but they also don't care about your family. And you need to understand that you are worth more than that. You are worth more than the respect, the lack of respect that they are giving you. People say all the time that um, you're lucky to be on the farm. No, they're lucky to have you. You earned your position. Nobody gave you anything. You earned it. Don't let people tell, it, tell you it happened any other way. You went through that recruit school, you earned this job. lucky to have you and they should respect you for it and if they don't they're telling you everything you need to know about it they're telling you every need everything you need to know about what they think about you don't let people make you feel less than what you really are that's my message and if you vote for me those of you that know me i'm gonna stand out there in front of everybody and i'm gonna say this is bullshit and i'm not gonna sit there and let y'all treat people like that. We are going to, we're gonna have a come to Jesus about it. We're not gonna treat people any kind of way. It is what it is. So this election is about what do you, who do you think is gonna stand up for you and your family? That's that simple because we got a lot of other issues, uh, insurance issues. We need to get that fixed. We need to get a lot of things done, but that all starts with Making people respect what you do and what you bring to the table. And that's what I, my vision is, that's what my, and I'm not going to even say my plan because plans change. That's my purpose. My purpose is to make them respect you, us, me, your family, everything that we bring into the table to keep this city up and running because it's obviously with these Sierra cars, we're about the only ones that care about what's happening to the city, what's happening to the citizens. Don't forget that, ladies and gentlemen. You are more than what they are treating you like. And if you want that respect back, if you want somebody to stand out and beat the drum for you, vote for me. If not, vote for somebody else. It's all good. Peace.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Marty, as i told everybody else, and I'll say it again to you, um, nothing but respect for anybody who's willing to put themselves out there and run for a principal officer um, and stand up for the brothers and sisters of, uh, of this union. So uh, don't forget, you uh, will have your chance to have your voice heard November 8th and 9th. Uh, the polls will be open from 7 to 7 uh, at the Palmer Building. That's November 8th and 9th, and uh, the polls open from 7 to 7. Uh, until then, stay strong, stay safe, and stay union. Thanks again, Marty. Come yeah, man. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you tune in to the next episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay updated on the next episode. Also, while you're at it, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and make sure you check out our website at www.cffa660.org.
1: Stay strong, stay union.